Hi, I'm Patrick Prince with the Tulsa World, joined by our lead high school writer, Barry Lewis. This is kind of our, our second of our weekly videos that he and I are going to be doing and talk primarily about high school sports. Uh, this We're filming a video right now, but we will also be turning this into a podcast. So if you're the type that you, you'd rather listen than watch, we'll have that option available to you as well. So Barry, how are you? Great. Uh, it's uh, it's uh... An interesting time of the year. Uh, well, it's sort of a weird week because this is a week where there isn't really any high school athletics scheduled. And that's really rare uh, from August through May. Because <laughs> uh, even though there's not um, not a lot next week, there's still a few holiday tournaments. But this is a week that's sort of a quiet week for mm -hmm. high school athletics. So we're kind of starting to transition, you know, into the winter sports. And uh, for you, that means basketball. What's kind of been, it's still very, very early, uh, but what's been some of your impressions so far? I was at the Memorial Tournament last week, uh, last week, last Saturday, actually. Uh, it was a three-day invitational. And uh, I came away very impressed by Memorial, which is not really any surprise since Memorial's won five state championships in the past decade. Uh, but this might, but what surprised me, and I know it's early, but this might be the best Memorial team during this run. Um, okay. they, they are de uh, they're, they don't have the superstars like the Boons or Caleb Nero, but they are really deep. They are really solid. Uh, I mean, they're usually they're usually deep, but it seems like they're deeper than ever. So they're eleven and zero, uh, and heading into the tournament of champions. And I think we'll get a real uh, feel if this could be the best Memorial team in the uh, when we watch them play in the tournament of champions. But uh, right now, I'm very impressed by Memorial, and I know we want to segue into the tournament of champions, but I also want to bring up Bartlesville. Bartlesville with a huge win at Broken Arrow last uh, Friday. And uh, Bartlesville is a program which has been down for the last six, seven years or so. A program which was really good for quite a while under Tim Bart, but it's taken them a while to build back. And they've got a superstar, sophomore superstar, David Castillo, who's played on uh, the national under-16 team and uh, had success there, and uh, they are a team to watch. Wow, and it's not just David Castillo. Last Friday when they won at Broken Arrow, he only scored 13 points. So it's not just David Castillo and everyone else there. So that's what re – not only did they beat Broken Arrow, but they won with him not having a huge scoring night. Uh, earlier in the season – they took Jake's, which is now number one in 6A, to overtime and uh, on a night when he scored 41 points. Uh, so Bartlesville is a team that's uh, – it's been a while since they've been a contender or talked about, but uh, they're a team to watch. Well, you mentioned it earlier. The uh, Tournament of Champions starts Monday. You mentioned Memorial. Uh, who else are you looking forward to see? Um. On the boys' side, uh, a lot of interesting matchups. Uh, on the first day, you've got uh, a couple number one ranked teams, Memorial and 5A against Hydro Eakley in Class A, which, uh, again, that's what the sort of what 
I'm going to be writing about in Monday's paper, Advancing the Tournament. That's what the Tournament Champions is all about, these David versus Goliath matchups, mm -hmm. uh, especially yeah. in size. Hydro Eakley, I believe, has the longest winning streak in the state. So we'll see if uh, they can give Big Memorial a challenge. And then you've got another similar matchup with Jenks versus Cashin. Of course, Cashin is just coming off another state football title. They've only played one game, so mm -hmm. they're probably not going to be in prime form yet. But uh, another interesting game, um, Dell City and Crossings Christian, uh, a matchup of two defending or two state champions from last year. That'll be interesting. And that's at the 1030 game on Monday. And then the day concludes with two locals, Owasso and Victory Christian playing. So uh, the boys bracket is loaded and, and so is the girls. <laughs> Uh, a lot of interesting teams there, too, with Norman at the tournament, Bixby, Sealing, uh, Howe, uh, and the rest. So it's, uh, it's going to be a great uh, three days of basketball at the BOK Center. Yeah, always, always a great event. Let's go back to football for, for just a second. Uh, let's talk about signing day a little. We're, we're several days past it now. Uh, any surprises for you on signing day? Uh, I think the only surprise was, and we talked about the Gentry Williams surprise last week. So, mm -hmm. um, but at that point, we did not know that Max Brown, the great Lincoln Christian quarterback, was not going to sign. Uh, he's still committed to Central Michigan, but uh, he's not. He uh, he posted on Twitter that he's not going to sign until February, and. Um, after the signing period ended that uh, he also posted he'd received a treat a tweet from the University of Washington so that's very interesting uh, I think uh, so his stock is going up uh, he had a great year and uh, I'm excited to see uh, what his future holds uh, and it'll be interesting to see if he sticks with Central Michigan for, for someone who's never seen him play Barry just kind of give us some insight into his game a little bit he can do it all. Uh, he's a really outstanding runner. And he's also obviously a very good passer. Uh, I think he's a little better runner than passer. Uh, I think he's more of a running threat than a passing threat. Uh, but he is a good passer too. So he's just a, a very much a dual threat quarterback. What's his running style? I mean, is he, is he a big kid? He's a big kid. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's got great speed and... Uh, uh, he's tough and he can, um, he can, he can power for some yardage. Uh, he's not easy to tackle. So would you say it's up in the air now? Could be Central Michigan, could be Washington, could be somebody else? I would just say with anyone in his situation, just like with Gentry Williams, um, you are committed to a team, but you did not sign in that first signing period and you're, uh, receiving other offers and other schools are interested. So that you can just sort of leave it up to your imagination um, in those situations that uh, you may be committed, but if you were really committed that you would have gone ahead and signed. Uh, yeah. So there, I think, uh, I would guess they would call them the recruiting uh, uh, definition, a soft commitment. Soft commit, right. For now right. at least. Yeah. Well, we'll be looking out to see where he, where he ends up. Uh, all right, let's transition now a little bit, Barry, uh, to college football just for a second. I know you're a big follower of TU football. 
they ended their season on a high note. How do you how do you remember this season if you're a TU fan? It's uh, well, uh, it's always how you you remember how you finish more than the rest, and that's a good thing for TU this year as opposed to last year. It's really weird the contrast of the two seasons because TU had such a outstanding season last year in more successful in most ways than this year but the season ended in you know including Zabin Collins winning all those awards mm -hmm. and playing in the conference championship game a better year overall but there was a uh, a real down feeling to the way the season ended as opposed to this year where it was a it wasn't much fun <laughs> for most of the year they were underachieving but when you close with four consecutive victories and win your bowl game uh, even though that only lifts only lifts you up to seven and six, it gives you there's a whole lot of positivity around the program right now than there was after their bowl game last year. Even though everyone, but when you look in the big picture, everyone at the end of last year was really excited, looking forward to 2021, thinking that this could be a team that would win nine or ten games. And when you look at how well they played, Ohio State. Mm -hmm. in Oklahoma State and Cincinnati, some of the best teams in the country and how close they came uh, to pulling off an upset or two against them. And when you think, oh, they only wound up seven and six, um, in that aspect, it is a bit disappointing because they really had the ability to win eight, nine, ten eight games perhaps. Um, in the Cal Davis game, it took a lot losers starting the season with a loss like that, that, that I don't know if you ever really recover. I mean, I guess TU in the end recovered about as well as you could from a loss like that, but that loss really is a dark cloud over the season for quite a while. So um, kudos to Coach Montgomery and the players and their staff there for getting it turned around because it's really hard to get it turned around when you've had the disappointments they've had and you're three and six, it's rare to win your last four games. So that speaks a lot to the character of the team. And I think Davis Brin really came on at the end, matured. And I think uh, T will carry a lot of momentum into next season. All right, Barry, well, you're going to take a few days off. Is that correct? That is correct, and I'll uh, be back for the Tournament of Champions. Some, some well-earned days off by the hardworking Barry Lewis. And uh, all right, we'll check in with you next week, and we'll be looking forward to your uh, Tournament of Champions coverage. All right, sounds good, Patrick. All right, Barry, thank you.